The bluebirds just refused to sit still. They were easy enough to spot, even in the icy fog, but as soon as I approached within camera range, they'd take off and flit away just far enough that I would have to creep ahead again. It almost felt like a game, like they were teasing me. Like when a dog drops a stick in front of you like he wants you to throw it, and then just grabs it and takes off as soon as you reach down. Still, it was sweet to see them. Back from their winter holidays down in the warmer climes, their feathers renewed and bright as nesting time approaches, their splashes of color in the drab late winter landscape are always a joy. Especially on a day like this. I wasn't far from the city. In fact, had the visibility been more than just a hundred meters or so, I could have seen the tall buildings of downtown Calgary from just about any of the hills I was prowling around. As it was, though, I could have been anywhere in the foothills. And any time, too. It was March 30th, and the hills looked almost exactly like they did back on September 30th. Cold, snowy, windy, miserable. But also kind of pretty. Frost crystals covered pretty much everything, and I am always a sucker for frost crystals. These ones were knife-like, not the filigreed, lacy type you get when it is really cold and calm, but still nice. Down in the valleys, they grew out from the sides of branches, the microscopic droplets of supercooled water that made up the fog, finding places to turn into ice on the leeward sides of twigs. While on the hilltops, the frost was more general, almost snow-like. And it wasn't just twigs and old leaves it was sticking to. Fence lines were covered with it, the barbs shading from metallic gray to bright white where the wire met the frost. Roadside grass that had been freed from its snowy prison by the warm sun just the day before lay flattened again by the weight of the crystals. Animals, too, were rhymed with it. I saw a group of elk just barely visible through the icy mist, and I could see frost on their backs and ears. Same with the horses I found just a little ways beyond them. They were even frostier, manes and forelocks, eyelashes all coated with crystals. The frostiest, though, were the buffalo. There's a ranch that raises them just south of town, and though their pasture is quite big, they often stay close to the road. I could see them through the frosty trees, their shaggy coats dusted with white. One big bull standing in a pile of hay and munching away like he owned the whole thing stared at me as he ate, surrounded by the rest of his frosty herd. I saw the first bluebird of the day here, a flash of blue that streaked between my lens and the buffalo as I recorded them walking on squeaky snow cover and across the thin ice of a spring-fed creek. I looked up immediately and saw it land on a post up the road, but by the time I hauled the camera in and started the truck, it had flitted away again. But following it back up the road, I found a group of robins. They were poking for bugs and seeds among the fallen leaves in a grove of poplars by another little brook. They were tough to photograph through the mist, but at least they'd occasionally stop long enough for a click or two. There are other birds there as well, redpolls and chickadees, a downy woodpecker, but the mist was just too thick for photos of such tiny things. I had hoped as the afternoon wore on that the fog might start to thin, but if anything, it got even more dense. 
By the time I circled around to the hills south of Spruce Meadows, visibility was down to just a couple of car lengths. So, of course, that's when I saw the bluebirds. These weren't just streaks flying by. These were lovely little bundles of azure feathers perched on fence posts and branches, like bits of sky that had broken loose and drifted down to earth. But the little buggers would just not sit still. Maybe it was because the FJ was emerging from the fog like some motorized monster they didn't know what to make of. Or maybe it was because of the long lens poking out the window. But whatever it was, they would let me get close, wait until the lens was pointed at them, and then take off and fly to the next post or branch up the road. I got a grand total of three pictures, and no video at all. Frustrated, the day nearly done, I headed back to town. I passed a coyote on the way. Normally, they take off like a shot whenever I slow down, but this one just waited while I took my pictures. Come on, bluebirds. Even the coyotes are cooperating. It snowed overnight, and it was still sifting down when I hit the road again the next morning, but by the time I made it to the south end of the city, it had quit. Crossing the Bow River, I looked downstream and saw there were a lot of ducks and geese, even a couple of swans, so even though I was in pursuit of bluebirds again, I figured I'd go have a look. The heron rookery across the river was still birdless, but there were pintails and widgeons, swans and geese on the river, and a trio of bald eagles squabbling over the carcass of a gull the white-headed adult had killed. They weren't bluebirds, but hey, you don't see that every day. The hills were every bit as frosty as the day before, but the snow had softened the crystals some. The summits were especially snowy, with only a few deer trails to disturb their whiteness. If they hadn't looked this way for most of the last six months, I'd have reveled in their beauty. But now, with only a few hours left to go in March, it seemed like a particularly poor taste April Fool's joke. Probably what the varied thrush thought, too. Just back from the south, this seldom-seen cousin of a robin sat huddled on a twig with the last of the day's snow falling around it. Its timing would have been right in most years, but, well... 2020 has been full of surprises so far. The snow finally stopped, and though the air was still cold, the sun making its way through the thin cloud had some power. In places where dark patches of road showed through, the radiant heat was sublimating the snow directly into mist, and miniature patches of fog wavered around them. Frost shook loose from branches as the exposed wood warmed up and expanded, while fence lines did the same thing. The horses and buffalo were frost-free now, as were the deer. A muley doe looked at me through a stand of aspens while a trio of whitetails bounced away over a fence. There were flocks of crows and croaking ravens flying around, geese on the move overhead, and robins. They weren't doing much foraging on the snowy ground, but everywhere I stopped I could hear them singing. But no bluebirds. The ones I'd seen the day before were nowhere to be found. I went as far south as Millerville and then back and forth through the hills up toward the Leighton Center and the Cross Conservancy lands. But not a bit of blue. So I headed back toward the river. Maybe the eagles might be up to more shenanigans. At least there'd be ducks and geese. But just before I hit DeWinton, 
A streak of cerulean flew across the road. Bluebirds. Not just one, but a dozen or more. Bright blue males and dull steel-gray females flitted through the roadside aspens, perched on branches, poked around in the duff in the ditches looking for food among the sun-warmed leaves. Quickly I pulled over and rigged up the camera on the window mount and turned around ready to shoot. And was frustrated again. These little puffs of blue just do not like to sit still. In fact, had there not been so many of them, I wouldn't have got any pictures at all. Video worked a bit better, I can always slow that down for a longer look, but the stills, not so much. Finally, I pulled into a nearby turnoff to review what I had on the back of the camera. As I sat there looking with the windows of the truck rolled down, I could hear the sounds of the foothills forest around me. There was a sound of a flicker tapping on a tree got a picture of its tail feathers, and chickadees. Robins were chirping. Magpies were talking. A crow flew overhead. From off in the distance came the sound of a train and the rumble, now greatly diminished, of highway traffic. And mixed in with that the soft, whispery tinkle of bluebirds. Frustrating to photograph but oh, so beautiful in sight and sound. The bluebirds are back. And with them, no matter what the weather, comes the spring. Mike Drew, On the Road, March 30th and 31st, 2020.